Welcome to Go Rangers Radio, where the New York Rangers are always the talk of the town. If you bleed red, white, and Rangers blue, hail the king, follow the bread man, and know how to spell Capo Caco, then you've tuned to the right place. And now, here are your handsome hosts, Kevin Delury and Paul Cuthbert. They're not always going to get it right, but you can be damn sure they'll pretend they are. Now, let's go Rangers Radio. Yeah, good evening everybody, welcome to Go Rangers Radio. Broadcasting live from the Go Hockey Media Studios in New York, baby. Yours truly, Mr. Paul Cuthbert. And as always, please say hello to your friend and mine, Mr. Kevin DeLore. KD, are you ready for Alexi? Oh, baby. Goodness gracious. Did we really hit the jackpot starting this podcast, huh? <laughs> know if we're good luck or bad luck but let, let's save the good luck for right now pal hey <laughs> we are we are good luck we're, i don't know for good luck we're definitely taking advantage uh <laughs> we've definitely taken advantage of a good situation i'll tell you that <laughs> we were done man the speakers were in the the microphones were in the case we were going to take a nice little <laughs> summer break and then that damn ping pong ball popped up <laughs> oh man i i am i am still in shock i i know that we had the 12.5% chance and the same as, you know, all the other teams the that didn't, uh, you know, win the qualifying round. So, I mean, our chances were, were very good, but, you know, you just don't think it's going to happen. To be honest, I almost didn't even watch. Like, I was outside with my son. We were, like, throwing the football around and whatever. And I was like, you know what? Let's go in and watch it. And thank goodness we did. It was it was amazing. It was it was. You know, you were waiting for it to happen. They're going through the whole ping pong ball thing. And and uh, obviously we can get into it. And, you know, the guy drops the Ranger ball like into the chute. And uh, I, I going to be honest, I, I knew they were going to win it as soon as that guy dropped the ball. Come Not because on. I thought of any like conspiracy theory. No, no, I did. I was like. This is perfect. I was like, because everyone is going to lose their mind <laughs> if the Rangers win it right now and they're going to freak out and say some type of conspiracy theory. I was like, it has to happen now because this guy dropped the ball. Everyone's going to lose their mind and it has to happen. They're going to win it because this guy dropped the ball and and they did. And uh, it was amazing. I tweeted it out. It was, you know, that ball came up to shoot. And you're looking to see see what logo is on that. It was it was all the way to the side. It was just like a little sliver of that Ranger logo. It was the red, white, and blue. And I'm telling you, my son and I, we both at the same time, like simultaneously realized it was the Ranger logo. We sort of looked at each other, went, Oh my God. And we like hugged. It was it was nuts. Absolutely insane. <laughs> It was like they won the Stanley Cup. I mean, they won the like. They, it's like they won the. They won a lot, a draft lotto, and I was I was running around the house like they won the Stanley Cup. It was crazy. Nah, it's fantastic. I was actually on my way back from Lowe's, running some honeydew errands, and <laughs> I'm driving along, and I see a text. You know, I got the phone up on the dashboard, you know, and and I see a text come across, and it just says who it is. It, so it just says cousin Martin. Now my cousin Martin is is a diehard Ranger fan like me. 
And I'm going, why is, why is he texting me? Because I know, because we were supposed to do something this weekend. I said, no, that's not happening or whatever. And then it just, it hit me. And I said, no. Because that's sometimes Martin would text me whenever something like big happens with the Rangers out of the blue. We might not see or talk to each other for like months. But if something Rangers happens, he texts me. So I'm driving along. Sure enough, the next light, I swipe over and he goes, oh, man, first round draft. That's pretty incredible. And I was like, no way. Right. <laughs> so long story short, I get home and, and you know, uh, as soon as I pulled over and, and checked it all out, I couldn't believe it. I got to ask you a question because I didn't see it. And I saw, obviously, the, the clips and everything. How did that go down? What was that whole thing with him dropping the Rangers ball into the chute? What, what was going on there? Well, what what the guy was doing was like Batman was there, so the guy had each of the ping pong balls in like a briefcase, and he would pull each one out, and Batman had to confirm that it was the logo of each team. So what he was doing is he was holding the ball over that chute for each one, and and you know he would say confirmed, you know. Penguins logo confirmed Oilers logo. And when he went to confirm, so he pulls out the Ranger ball. And when he went to hold it out for Batman to confirm it, he dropped it and he dropped it into the chute. So he had to get it back (laughs) because, because Batman didn't confirm, do the whole, like I confirm this is the Rangers logo. So he actually did have to get it because if he didn't get it, then forget it. Then, everyone's saying it's conspiracy as it is if the guy didn't go back and grab it to like again show it was the rangers logo forget it like there would have been people calling for like a redo yeah exactly it would have been flipped around right all the range oh man it was i thought i'm telling you it was i as soon as he dropped it and picked it back i was like they're gonna win it because it's gonna turn into this whole thing not that it's like a whole thing but like on twitter people are just like you know, he dropped it and they, they, you know, changed the ball out for a heavier ball, which doesn't make sense because <laughs> a heavier ball wouldn't work. It's, it's bl- air is blowing. A heavier ball wouldn't shoot up. So maybe it was a lighter ball. That I would t- make more sense. I tell you, that's, that would be some serious act and some, some department or division of the NHL if they had a crew designing a way to fix a ping pong lottery uh, air ball thing. I well, mean, and, and if you just look <laughs> at it, the Rangers haven't had a number one pick since like 1965. Exactly. I think they were, I think they were due, you know, <laughs> it, it like they were due, like eventually they were going to get it. And Hey, look, it was this year. I mean, it was, and, 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 and a I great year Leafs, to get it. Leafs and Orla fans given the business. Are you kidding me? What I know exactly. Yeah. The last 10 years. Well, what's funny, too, is that, like, because social media is insane and just, like, everything is, like, ridiculously overanalyzed. I mean, I'm, like, watching people analyzing, like, the ping pong balls and how the Maple Leafs ping pong ball, like, almost went in and, like, hit, like, the rim and, and I'm like, are people actually looking at this stuff? They're looking at the the Maple Leafs ball hit the rim, pop out, and then the Ranger ball sneak in. It's uh, like amazing. People doing like full analysis on the ping pong ball. It's amazing. Yeah, they're, they're just still traumatized from the whole John Tavares. <laughs> Man, I'll tell you real quick on the Leafs. I mean, 
you know, I've always said it myself. I mean, it did, even when uh, before Babcock got fired, man, just a bunch of, I mean, a lot of talent there, man. But, sport, I mean, I can't believe how much money. You know, we joke about how much money, you know, the Rangers had and, and left it on the table there playing the Canes. It doesn't matter now, obviously, for us. And we joke, right? Hasn't that, that's been our thing here, right, me and you. Uh, they can't lose. The Rangers, it's a win-win no matter how this thing turns out, right? They lose to Carolina, but they'll get a chance at the draft. And, and the fact that they win it. But, you know, I was commenting on the fact, you know, uh, you know, our big three guys up front, Kreider and Panarin and Zabana and Jad, with all the money up front and didn't really contribute, you know, to the, to the series at all. And then you look it over at, uh, you know, Toronto there, it's the same thing, the, the, the money that those guys have, something like $33 million on that, on the, you know, the, on the forward lines up there just alone. They they had put something out about uh, the kid and goal for, uh, you know, Columbus. He only make like one point something or whatever. So, but, um, you know, Jesus – I tell you what, man, you know, we, we have heartbreak as Ranger fans, but, and I tweeted out the other day, I said, you know, uh, you know, uh, one cup and now a first, you know, first round, you know, first pick, right? Number one pick in the draft in, in our lifetime, right? Like me and you, you know, we've both seen them won, won the cup in 94 and, and now we've witnessed the Rangers get a first draft pick because that was my reaction too. Cause like, you know, like you said before, it's been since the 60s since the Rangers have ever won a pick. The fact that we got, you know, Capo last year just in the first round alone was just like a thrill, you know what I'm saying? And that's after, uh, you know, all the work that Gordon's done the last couple of years and stuff. But, um, you know, that's just uh, – that's some funny stuff, people over in Allison. But I, I got to tell you, I think all of us as Ranger fans, and I know um, there's been a bunch of videos in terms of the reactions, and I can't really believe, like, people were filming themselves, like, you know, people do at, like, the end of a game just in case they get the reaction – and there was a bunch of them on there, and it's 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 fantastic. But the way that you react, like I said, like we won the Stanley Cup. I mean, I think for us as Ranger fans, just because we've never, we we you know in you know so in my lifetime, like I said, never had to 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 see a kid, the number one pick, pull a Ranger you know sweater over his shoulders next year or whenever the hell it's going to be. That's just incredible, and it is. It's like it's it's unbelievable, and I I, I get the reactions from people because I I couldn't believe it. You know, like I told you, I was in the car and I got the text, and I had to go and confirm it, and I still I still couldn't believe it. But it, it's fantastic, it really is. And and again, like what you're saying at the beginning of the show, and us doing this podcast and everything else. I mean, the fact that you know we talk about how the future looks good, but KD, I mean, there's no way in hell any of us thought. We were going to get the first, you know, the first pick. There's no way. It never happens. And well, thus the reactions. I, and, and now it's just, it's a truly exciting, fantastic, as J.D. puts it, you know, uh, a cherry on top of, of everything that's been going on in, in, in this past year. Uh, the craziness of it all, but going forward, it's, it's just amazing. I still can't believe it. Yeah, and I, I think that's what's made it so exciting for Ranger fans. And I know myself you know, just going crazy when I saw it is that, you know, you had the letter that the Rangers had and they said, look, we're, we're going to rebuild. And I think to have a successful rebuild, you have to make a lot of smart decisions, tough decisions, you know, getting rid of popular players, you know, trading away guys like McDonough and Zuccarello uh, to bring in prospects and picks. But you also need to get lucky. And the last two years, the Rangers have gotten very lucky. In that they've been able to win these lot, not that they won it last year, but they got the number two pick in the lotto, and now you get the number one pick. And especially this year, because of all the craziness with the uh, coronavirus and shutting the season down and changing up the format, and 
and giving the Rangers just a, a better chance of, of getting uh, the number one pick. So, you know, it's just that excitement of them, you know, deciding to do this rebuild. And it really, you, you couldn't have asked for this to be working any better. Um, than it is right now. And and like you said, Ed, that JD said, the cherry on top is getting the number one pick now. When maybe, you know, if there wasn't a pandemic and, you know, they probably wouldn't be getting it. And no, last absolutely year, not. Yeah. So it's just like everything is breaking their way. And uh, it just makes this all the more exciting that, you know, it, when you when you decide to do the right thing, you know, good things will happen. And, uh, you know, the, the Rangers could have just tried to throw money at the roster or bring in some guy, you know, stop gaps and, and things like that. And instead they said, look, you know, this roster isn't going anywhere. We need to tear it down, build it back up. And, and uh, you know, it's like I said, it's working to perfection, which made, you know, the, pulling, you know, that, that ping pong ball that much more exciting. So I guess the first question is, is who does Gordon trade the pick to and, and who do you think we'll get back for it? <laughs> well, I, look, I mean, I, I think when you look at the draft, I think Byfield is uh, makes more sense for the Rangers, actually, because we need cent- we need a center. We need centers more than wingers if you look at our roster. But <laughs> no, people are nuts. People are, look, I, I get it that, uh, you know, you get the number one pick and then you're like, wow, we can get like, it's such a haul back, especially when you have a guy like Lafreniere, or I don't even know how to pronounce the guy's name, Lafreniere. but uh, Lafreniere, um, you know, where you're like, oh, we could fix up the defense again. Defend now. Look, when you have a guy like that as a number one pick, you know, you 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 don't under any circumstance ever trade that pick. <laughs> no, and, and I would just tell all the fans who haven't yet, and I'm sure they all have. I mean, you know, Ranger fans have all dissected this kid up and down. Uh, there's been some great, uh, you know, videos. I mean, he was it was all over the juniors last year. Uh, MVP, everything else. He's got size, speed. Um, he seems like a smart kid. I watched a couple of interviews as well. Um, you know, he's got great hockey vision out there. I mean, obviously he's, he's number one. And, and, you know, the thing that I sit back and, 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 and watch when you see, you know, just the way that the networks and everybody's more, I mean, there's no doubt, like, you know, there's been no professional, um, hesitation saying, well, the Rangers might not take him. You know what I'm saying? There's none of that. Like he's going to the Rangers. That's where they're going to pick him. They, or the Rangers organization would be out of their minds not to. So, um, he's definitely bona fide, but, um, I mean, yourself, have you, have you looked into him and, and have you got any, uh, I mean, have, I'm going to ask you this before, I mean, you obviously knew his name as far as, you know, the Rangers or anybody probably just saying everybody's heard of his name as far as him going number one, but let me ask you, KD, did you ever look into him prior to, you know, us, you know, actually getting the pick? I, I didn't. I'm going to be honest. I didn't want to let myself get too excited about the kid um, where I'd be, oh, man, it just the day of the draft lotto really be, you know, uh, so excited for the kid and then be let down and be miserable about it. So I hadn't watched a single highlight video. I hadn't read a single article, nothing. And as soon as they picked, that ping pong ball, I've been immersed <laughs> in Lafreniere, 
you know, videos and articles and, and, and everything. And, and the kid is uh, as impressive as, as everyone right, well, says he is. Let's start there, Katie. Let me let me tell us what you've seen so far, what you've read up on him, and um, give us give us a little review of what you've been able to, uh, you know, gather about this kid over the last, you know, two days. Yeah, I mean, and again, I, I haven't watched like a full game, so, you know, take this with a grain of salt and and whatever. But I, I actually was impressed with his his actual his playmaking ability. You know, he's not just sort of a he's not just a sniper. You know, he's he's a playmaker out there. He he could set up his teammates, um, you know, as a winger, which was nice to see. Um, that he's not just a, a stand there and shoot guy or just relies on his speed and, and that kind of thing. So, you know, he's a bit of a playmaker where, as you mentioned, he's, he's, a, he's a smart guy where you said you, he was smart in the interviews and you could tell he's, he's a mature kid, but he's also smart on the ice. He knows where to go. He anticipates plays. And, and to me, that's what makes it more exciting. You know, a lot of these big-time guys and juniors, you know, uh, they could show off this skill set, but once they're playing against other, you know, NHLers, it, it, they can't step to that next level. But you know, guys who think the game and are smart, and know where to go, and 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 see the game, sort of see things before they happen. Um, and he seems to be that kind of player, which has me, you know, more excited about him than than the actual, you know, goals that he's scoring and the moves that he's making out there because. Um, you know, I would say, you know, 80% of the NHLers can, can make those kind of moves because they all have that kind of talent. But, you know, it's that, that upper crust of, of players that, you know, are, are seeing things out there that others aren't. And, and he seems like a guy who's going to be able to do that. That's great, man. I mean, it's, um, you know, like I said, again, just quickly, I'm sure everybody, you know, all the fans, everybody's just kind of looking over and stuff. Look, everything that's, it's all been good. I mean, you can see it on the ice. Like I said, he proved himself uh, as a player. He's, he's put up the points, and obviously uh, he shined in that tournament last year too. So um, I don't think we have to worry about the quality and the talent. I mean, across the board, I think just, um, you know, Hockey USA and Hockey Canada, and no doubt, you know, European hockey, whether it's the Finns or the Swedes and the Russians and the Czechs and so on and so forth. I mean, the kids today that get drafted and that come in, um, you know, they're they're just at a different level. And they've, uh, you know, they're all conditioned. Uh, they're all small kids. Uh, they all know how to play the game. Uh, a lot more of the draft picks, you know, Capo being one of those guys. Uh, you know, you can go down the line, McKinnon, McDavid, uh, you know, Matthews. All these kids that get, you know, they come in right away, first year. You know what I'm saying? It's uh, And that seems to be just a regular uh, thing now with, with draft picks. You know, they, they just get picked high and they – usually make the roster the uh, the following year. So it just goes to show you how the training and how the education and how the skill levels of these kids now, um, you know, all these organizations, and you got to tip your hat to them because they're just great. I mean, it's, the proof is in the pudding as far as, like I said, the kids get drafted, they end up uh, getting a roster spot, and, and away we go. College hockey here in the U.S., you know, uh, you know Miller's going to get a shot too here real soon. So, I mean, it's uh, it's exciting and it's it's great for this team. So I guess now we have to, we can safely assume he's going to be picked, KD, and let's safely assume that, you know, we get going here next year and there's a Stanley Cup winner after this tournament. The league decides when we're going to get back at it, training camps and everything else. 
let's just have some fun here now and start thinking about this kid, he gets selected, and how it might impact all the other things that we were talking about on the last show as far as decisions that Gorton have to make uh, and J.D. as far as going forward. How big of a deal is this uh, for them as far as looking at the roster on paper right now in terms of contracts, moves, and so on and so forth? Yeah, I mean, obviously I think it's huge. I mean, the organization has to look and say, okay, we're now bringing this kid in. What does this mean for us? Does the obviously it's going to accelerate the rebuild, but but how much? Like what what is the team going to set as their expectations now um, for next year? And if they think um, this this draft pick of Frenier now makes them, and I don't think it does, not yet, makes them like a a legit. I don't want to say Stanley Cup contender, but a real dangerous team come playoff time. You know, they got to look at the roster and, and they now have an embarrassment of riches on the wings. You know, and they're a little shorthanded up the middle or down the middle. Um, so what do, what do you do with a guy like Strom? And, you know, I've been saying all along, I still and I still think this way even with this draft pick i still think that they're going to go to arbitration with them and i think that they should get that one-year deal and 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 do that kick the can until the next offseason i i still don't believe that a long-term deal for strom is the smart way to go here um and then Heedle, you know he's a guy that you're expecting to potentially take over as that second line center however in an elimination game against carolina he was your third line winger so, you know, what what do we do now? Um, you know, I, I think that as far as down the middle, at least my opinion is that you continue with who you have. You have his finish ad, you get the one year contract with Strom, you put Heedle down the middle, maybe on the on the third line, you do that for another year, because you really don't have the cap space this year unless, Paulie, you buy out <laughs> Mr. Henrik Lundqvist. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I know JD had mentioned, um, yesterday that they are going to go, it was either him or Gordon. I forgot who said it, um, that they are absolutely going into the next season with two goaltenders. They're not going in with the three headed goalie monster, praise the Lord. Um, and that after they got off the flight from Toronto that, you know, JD was saying he had a conversation with Lundqvist. He didn't say what that conversation was. But he said that someone with the uh, Hall of Fame career that Henrik Lundqvist has had deserves to have a conversation with. So, um, you know, writing on the wall, um, reading the tea leaves, whatever you want to say, you know, I, I think they might be leaning towards that buyout. You know, what does that mean? Does that mean they start looking to bring in another center? Does that mean they use that money to sign Strom to a long term contract, which I hope they don't? Um, you know, I don't know, but, uh, I, I think that they should continue with the rebuild incrementally more and more, you know, last week I mentioned that, uh, you know, uh, Quinn, you know, the expectations are going to be raised. He's on, you know, he's on the clock now, he, you know, and, uh, you know, I think Lafreniere bumps that up a bit, but, you know, we got to see what the organization wants to do here. I don't think they want to get too greedy too quick. I think they, they like the way things are going. They seem to want to be patient with things. So 
Um, there's definitely a lot of decisions that, that need to be made. And I think first and foremost, I think the, the center position there, now you have this sort of glut of wingers, which may lead to a trade, you know, a guy like Buchnevich, you know, that could be a guy who gets traded, traded. And if they don't want to buy out Lundqvist, you know, maybe you package him with Gurgiev, you know, there's, there's a lot of things that they could do here. Um, you know, up front. And, and, you know, we, I haven't even mentioned the defense, which was obviously the weak part of the team. You know, I know we have guys like Andre Miller, who you mentioned coming along, but, you know, D'Angelo's contract is, is in flux. He's a restricted free agent. What do you do there? You know, Nas Lundqvist has said he's not coming back. You know, next year is going to uh, stay in Sweden. So, you know, a lot of decisions to be made. You know, it, it'll be interesting to see what this organization thinks or what they want to do with the rebuild now that they're going to bring this kid in. Yes. Now, here's here's what I'm feeling. First of all, I like what Gordon said afterwards as far as, you know, how he felt the team played and everything else, regardless of uh, getting the pick and everything. And I like what he was talking about in terms of, um, you know, they could have been a little tougher, could have worked a little harder. So I, I was like, that was great to hear from Gordon, okay? Because to me, you know, he saw. He saw what was going on out there. Um, with us getting Lafreniere right now. I, I'm very much in the camp right now. Look, if the Rangers had a, let's take the, let's say Rangers beat Carolina. The Rangers weren't winning the Stanley Cup this year, all right? And they're they're not going to win the Stanley Cup next year, okay? So my thinking is now, and, and, and definitely getting Lafreniere, is, is just, it's a total, it does change things. 100%, and that's Captain Obvious stuff. But I think J.D. and Gorton now, they really can use next year, and it doesn't have to be the whole year. But I really think they can. They they don't have to rush this next year. They can they can you know who knows how you know Lafreniere plays. How does he adjust? You know we you know I'm the one who was riding Cap all year, and you were giving him the hospitality treatment <laughs> and all that other stuff. He's a kid, and so on and so forth. Um, so we don't know. Maybe Lafreniere. Maybe he get, he gets in, he makes camp. He has to make the team, you know. So there's that. Um, you know, obviously the Strom situation. You know, as far as Hank, I mean, I don't. You know, they they really can't lose here. One way they wherever way they go, buy out, have him trade Georgiev. What just said about Buchnev and everything else, but that again is all stuff that they can take their time with. And we're all now talking under the assumption of a normal regular season, a normal training camp. 20 games in, 30 games in, whatever. Coach Quinn, again, same thing. Let's see how he does. Let him learn from this experience. Um, and, and let's see how he adapts. And for God's sakes, I hope he works on a system. <laughs> um, you know, and the Rangers have to work on some basic fundamental stuff, which is what I went off on last uh, week, too. You know, a guy like Strom, I mean, they got crushed in the face-off circle. We talked about the dirty stuff and everything else in terms of you know, getting in there. So, but let's let's throw the Carolina thing aside. The, the tournament, it's done. We move forward. We got this kid now. We got this pick. Um, JD and, and Gordon are obviously definitely going to make a decision on this goaltending situation one way or the other, and they'll move forward on that. And I think as far as the defense, and that's right, it's something that really, I think that's going to that's gonna evolve out of training camp uh, next year too. And then how long do we sit back as fans? Are we gonna? Are we still going to hang into this rebuild thing and we can talk about what's the benchmark for next year, playoffs or bust, or do we just need to continually need to see this team 
you know, grow around Panarin and Kreider and Zabanajad and Truba and uh, Foxy and stuff. And, and who knows where D'Angelo fits in this whole thing and, and how Miller comes out of camp and so on and so forth. And once so there's a lot of things that are going to kind of come into place with us. And then, yes, we're going to have this this first-round draft pick and hopefully gets through camp and he gets a roster spot. And then we have to see how he plays and who he connects with. And, and again, what you brought up, roster decisions, what kind of moves are they going to make, who's going to go where, and so on and so forth, and and, and kind of go from there. So, But I, I'm definitely now, you know, because, hey, let's just call it what it is. This is shocking that we, you know, we're going to get this kid. They're going to draft this kid. So he's, he's you know, we, we've gotten better. And, and we're going to see, you know, Capo mature, right? So... Um, we're already looking good, but I'm I'm under the assumption now, Katie, that I don't know if we necessarily have to rush everything. You know, uh, I'm not saying that we have to be content with the way they played, um, and to be content in terms to let the team go into a nosedive the first twenty thirty games of the season next year. But I think, you know, the organization now, especially with this pick, gets an opportunity now to kind of. You know, they've got some breathing room. I guess that's what I'm trying to get at, KD. What are your thoughts there? Yeah, I mean, what I'm really looking forward to next year is the first Ranger Twitter fan meltdown when Lafreniere is on the fourth line with McKegg and Brendan Smith. I mean, that's really what I'm looking forward to the most next year. So That that can't happen (laughs) because I'll be that guy. (laughs) Better not be, man. That really... You know, I know, but I, you know, as I've defended Quinn all year when he was sort of doing that kind of thing, I don't know if I could do that next year with this kid, <laughs> with Quinn, if he actually does do that. Like, I don't think I could do that anymore because this kid cannot be anywhere lower than the third line. But actually, you know, he's a left winger. I mean, our other two left wingers are Kreider and Panarin. Yeah. Like, who are you putting on the third line? The Frenier, which I assume he'll probably end there to. And their start there at the season, unless he really just dominates in, in camp, or there's your new multi-million dollar winger, not new, but you know, you gave Kreider that new contract. He's your third line winger. We're spending all that mo- money on a third line winger, um, which hey, look, depth is great. And if Chris Kreider is your third line left wing, you know, I, I think you're doing pretty well here. So, um, but yeah, I agree. I mean, I have been all about patience um with this rebuild and and everything they're doing so i would really hate for them to to say okay we have this kid so now it's stanley cup or bust so let's you know buy out lundquist and we have this money and let's bring in some you know center and trade off this other young asset and this and that i think that the rangers are actually in a really good position going in the into the draft they have like 10 draft picks and Gordon said that he's he's looking to use some of those draft picks to make some trades. Yeah, I mean that's um, huge. Yeah, which which he's done really well these last couple of years, where he's used draft picks to bring in a guy like Fox um, and 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 others. So I I think that that's going to be the smart way to go. Maybe he could help bolster the defense by trading some of those picks, including look that they're going to have another first round pick. Which, uh, you know, Carolina lost game one tonight. That doesn't mean they're going to lose their series against Boston, but I'm rooting against it because that means the Rangers' other number one pick is going to be that much higher, which they can use, which they can use in a deep draft to maybe get a, a nice defensive prospect. And, and look, I have nobody on my radar, 
But from another organization or maybe a, a, another young center or whatever, I, I think Gordon's shown that he's 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 real crafty that way where he can get some players by by offering up some picks, which the Rangers have been able to accumulate these last couple of years during this rebuild and selling off players. So, you know, I know he's mentioned that. So that that's uh, it's going to be interesting to watch at, at, you know, from now up until the draft or draft day with Gordon being able to move some of these picks, multiple picks to bring in maybe some other prospects or other players. Um, so, yeah, I, I think the Rangers should continue to be patient, continue to add depth, young players, prospects, whatever they have to do, and, and then build this team because that's the right way to do it. And, you know, we talk about it all the time. The Rangers try to throw money at their problems, you know, back in the day when there was no cap, and it just doesn't work. Building it from the from the foundation up is the way to go. It's what they've been doing. So, and it's been working. So I can't imagine that they're going to veer from that, that strategy. All right. So I, I have to ask you again, KD, because, uh, you know, as we say in our, in our radar, uh, Ranger, um, our radio imaging there, and we start, you know, we, uh, we may not know everything, but we sure as hell are going to pretend that we do. I'm not going to pretend, <laughs> uh, that I know the scenario here, but, uh, take me through again. If you, if, if, if the Rangers, how does it work? Let's say Hank, they, they buy out his contract. Okay, let's just say the, the Hank thing gets taken care of. How does that affect the cap for the team? Yeah, I mean, they're going to, it opens up $8.5 million this okay, upcoming so, season. So that's how it works. So they buy him yeah. out and it frees up that money for them to use, correct? Exactly. Space. Yep. Yeah, okay. absolutely. For next season. I mean, you know, that's a lot of money. It is. It's a ton of money. <laughs> Um, so again, depending on, it's all depends on what they want to do because they have the option to kick the can down the road on both Strom and D'Angelo. Now D'Angelo, you know, sat out in training camp last year. So I'm sure he's looking for a big time, a bigger deal here. So if the Rangers decide to take him to arbitrate, you know, what does he then do? I mean, look, it goes to arbitration. The arbitrator is going to give him whatever deal I, I think. The most they can give him is this two-year deal, and and I think that that it would be very friendly for the Rangers to only be able to have to you know bring him back for two years. I think that that helps with a lot of what's going on. Again, Lundqvist is not going to be here this year. You know, it gives Andre Miller you know some more time to develop. No pressure on him really to come in and and sort of be the man um, who maybe fills in you know next to Trouba on the first line. Um, you know, where you have, you know, other veterans around to, to carry the load. So um, it, it's it's going to be, you know, real interesting to see what they do, you know, at that goaltending position. I've gone back and forth, you know, on what I'd rather see, you know, as far as what does Gergiev bring back if they look to trade him or maybe they package him and, and, and to bring something back. Um but at the same time, I've also mentioned that I'd love to see, you know, these two young goaltenders. And, ha- and, and what's making me sort of go back to that is looking at the Columbus Blue Jackets, you know, and their two young goalies, Corpusalo and Merzlinkis, you know, they're set. I mean, they got rid of Bobrovsky and it, it's almost like they've actually gotten better in goal. You know, and they have these two young guys. Um, So, you know, it's real interesting to think, you know, should the Rangers, not that they're they're like real young, but, you know, the Rangers could have these two 
young goaltenders um, leading the way, you know, this tandem, it, it, it's enticing. I mean, at least for me. Um, plus, well, you get the cap space. So, and I know you're a Gurgiev guy. So I, I think there's there's a real argument there. I, I I I'd hate to be in that you know in that brain that Rangers brain trust to, to try to figure this one out. Well, here's you know here's another reason why to look at it. I think I think it is a good way to go. Um, there's also the possibility that you know I was just thinking about it too. Maybe you know Georgiev may still have to prove himself as far as getting more gameplay. It's almost like. You know, if they if they take care of Hank and get that out, and they they go with Georgie and Shesty next year, right? Um, again, two young guys, they're not going anyway anywhere. And this again to me is there's no need to rush this, right? But if they can, if Georgie gets some more ice time, or, you know, if they split the deal, whatever the habit, I don't. Again, to me, you know, you talk about, you know, uh, all right, you're going to keep two young goalies. I mean, if you're the co, if you're Quinn, I mean, where how do you go in terms of? splitting that time up. But management upstairs could say, hey, look, we got two good guys here. They're young. They're not going anywhere. We're not – we don't need to steamroll and win the Stanley Cup this year. So let's split up the season or give, you know, Shesty a little more, but make sure Georgiev gets enough so we can – his stock can go up and be more enticing um, for a team either during the year or towards the trade deadline next year too. Because, you know, as much as I love Georgie and everything else, I'm thinking maybe he doesn't really have – that much of a resume right now where he might not bring back, you know, enough in return right now. Again, these are just, you know, this is all perspective, obviously. But that that's a, a way to look at it, too, you know, in terms of let's keep these guys. Let's build Georgie's stock up a little more. And then, you know, let's see what happens. And again, you know, Shesty's a little accident prone, you know. So you might want to <laughs> might want to hang out with Georgie for a little bit, you know, just to get some insurance. <laughs> but, um... I think that's just another way to look at it, too. And, again, that's Gorton through strength and everything else. But, obviously, none of that happens, you know, if 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 they keep Hank, obviously. And then it goes into the, the other aspect of it. And I think I kind of professed my thoughts last week. Is, as much as I love Hank and everything else, I think it's just time to it's time to move on. And I think stall is the other thing. Uh, you know, let's just, let's just move on here and move forward. Pay these guys, let them go, send them home with a nice retirement package, and and let's let's get the kids, move them up to the front seat of the truck, and let's start rolling. Yeah, that that sounds like the way to go. And actually, you know what, Paulie, I'm, I'm you know as far as the Lundqvist buyout, I may be wrong on that. Actually, I think that they would save, I think that they would save five million this year. I'm sorry, I think it's like That's five still million a ton of money. this year. Yeah, it's still a lot of money. I don't think that they, uh, you know what? I was mistaken. I was thinking if he were tired, they would they would save the yes. whole eight and a half million. Yeah, That's okay, it. That makes sense. So yeah. yeah, so they would. It would be the five million. My apologies. So they would save five million um, if they were to buy him out. They still had it. You know, they would have like three three and a half million or whatever it is on at dead cap space, and then the next year. They would have another one one and a half million um, in dead cap space next year. So it, you know, again, it's a five million dollars savings, which again is is a is a large amount of money, as you said, and, and something that they could potentially bring in, you know, someone to help this roster. But you know, is that is that really the way that that they want to go? 
Um, so you know, it, well, listen it's, to this. Hey, it, hey, buddy, we got we've uh, Chris is uh, chatting with us here on the uh, on the on the podcast chat. And he was saying the issue with keeping Georgia would be losing him for nothing in the expansion draft. What's your take on that? I I don't think that they. There's always ways around that as far as losing, you know, gold. You can always bring somebody, put somebody on the roster, like bring a guy. There's always ways to circumvent that kind of thing where you actually wouldn't lose it. You could just bring in a random guy off the scrap heap and put him on the roster and, and, and make that guy eligible for the draft. So I, I, I wouldn't worry about that because I, I think that there's always ways um, around that so you wouldn't lose a guy like your give. I don't even want to think about the Seattle Kraken right now. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We got the number one overall pick. I, know. I don't care about expansion. I'm worried about our draft, not theirs. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so I, you know what, I think, I think the Rangers management has to look at as far as the buyout goes, you know, is the 5 million that they're going to save this year, you know, worth it. And what can we get for your, or what can we get for your give? And if there's not a, a, a big market for your give this year, you know, can they package him or maybe they're like, you know what, let's keep them. Let's buy out long course. We have this money, but you know, Lundqvist still only has one year left on his contract. You know, the Rangers don't need a ton of money this offseason to bring a lot of guys back either. Um, it's ne- it's the following offseason um, in 2021 where they and, – and they're going to lose a ton off the cap. I mean, you lose Lundqvist. Well, that gets stall, back to lose- my – what I was saying before. If, if the Rangers kind of just take that approach and they don't have to make those – decisions next season and let it just happen the following year and they don't have to worry about any of that stuff well i mean they've already said though that they're they're going into the season with two goaltenders so they get rid of somebody all right so okay but like i said if if that's the case i mean again we as a fan base we really can't lose with with these situations these are not bad situations you know because regardless you know what i'm saying about you know hanging on to georgiev and and maybe raising the stock or whatever the kids look. The kids a great goaltender. He's going to help any team out that he goes to. All right. So, um, and, and guys like him and 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 how they're cut, like him and Chesty and stuff like that. Um, that that kid's going to be around for a long time, as far as I'm concerned. So again, you know, the Rangers again playing with house money. They, you, you know, they're they're not going to not get you know lack of decent return talent. One way or the other, you know, uh, in return for Georgie Evan, if he's packaged with somebody or whatever. And there's definitely teams out there uh, that need help, you know. I mean, you just look at the teams that just got, you know, left this, uh, you know, qualifying round, okay. Um, they, they're they all looking at their rosters right now, one with the other. You know, whether it's Pittsburgh, whether a couple of guys have just, you know, um, it's time to kind of just, you know, um, recharge that squad or whatever the heck it is. You know, it'd be, it'd be, it's, it'll be interesting to see what happens, obviously, in terms of, uh, you know, Eastern Conference teams as opposed to Western Conference teams. But regardless, you know, if you're J.D. and Gordon, especially now, man, with the number one pick, what, what, they, I mean, what, that must be just unbelievable for them as an organization. You know, when you get that opportunity, right, you, and you take the bad thing in terms of how the team played and how they got knocked out, and then you you get this pick and you know scratch the tournaments. Let's 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 say you know again they didn't make the playoffs or whatever. We wouldn't have got the pick. We wouldn't have been in there. We wouldn't have been the mix for it. 
And now they're in. They just must be sitting around the table and throwing a few back and going, you got to be kidding me. And now it just changes everything. And and uh, the Rangers are in such a good situation. And I think us as Ranger fans just have to kind of, you know, let's absolutely. It, it wouldn't be fun if we didn't get mad and nitpick, uh, you know, the way we did through the tournament and throughout the course of the season. And we'll continue to do that next year and training camp and everything else and exhibition games. I'll get mad, too. But, man, this is fun. This is just great because, you know, the the thing now is, KD, obviously, is sitting back and watching how Davidson and Gorton mold this, how they don't screw this up, you know? It's like, in you know, with great power comes great responsibility. With great assets comes, you know, uh, expectations. I mean, look what's going on in Toronto. I mean, that's just... That's just a nightmare up there. I don't care what anybody says, whether it's their goaltending situation with Anderson, whether it's their big guys, their young guys. I mean, the lucky thing for them is their young guys. But that a Hall of Fame coach up there, uh, and then he, uh, the guy came and keep it after him. He's a, he's a good coach too, and it it their problems up there are maybe bigger than you know uh, the contracts and the coaching. So the Rangers are going to have to look out for that now, too. And you brought up some great points last week, not to blow smoke up your ear, you know what, but um, Panarin and Zabanajad and Strom uh, being able to duplicate the years they just had. So it's it's there's so much to to analyze and look forward to, but also be skeptical of as well. Yeah, I'm just happy that the Rangers took my advice to tank the series yes, against yes. Carolina. <laughs> Do you have that clip from a couple of weeks ago that I told, said that that's what they should do? Yeah, it's Tank. on GoRangersRadio.com. <laughs> that's where you can go, and Kevin, you can just put your I, mirror, put a mirror in front of you, and a white claw, and put your headphones on. You can look at yourself, I, listening to yourself. I thought for sure you'd have that synced up for me. That that's that's disappointing. You know what? Um, <laughs> no, it is. The you head, know what? The I, ego, man, it's just unbelievable, dude. <laughs> Look, I, I obviously would have loved to seen that that se- the Rangers play much better in the series, but I think I mean obviously now that they got the number one pick, um, you know it, it's it's probably better off that they that they lost because to be honest, I mean this team, as you mentioned before, they weren't winning the Stanley Cup this year, so you know you got to look at you know what what did more for the rebuild was it. You know, the experience of maybe a longer playoff run, if they were to beat Carolina, maybe gotten to the second round and gotten, you know, just, you know, smashed by, you know, Boston or whoever they were going to end up playing, you know, or get a, you know, generational talent, you know, Lafreniere. And and I think that uh, the Rangers organization, you know, 100 times out of 100 would take the scenario that played out. So, yeah, I'm, I'm assuming... You know, Gordon and, and JD must just be looking at, you, at each other, just shaking their heads with just like a big smile on their face and just like, I, I can't believe that this is happening. You know, especially Gordon, because obviously JD wasn't here when, when um, you know, they wrote the letter and they decided like, this is the way we're going to go. And, you know, I'm sure them just looking at the way it's it's turned out. I mean, they just they just have to sit back and, and laugh. And obviously for JD to walk into this um, and just have all this happening to him and I love that he is the the president and the guy who did come in, you know, just, you know, with his history with the organization. Um, I'm so happy that he's a part is able to be a part of this. Um, yeah, which and is you know, just, it, it, it's a great point, Katie, because I think you've like I'll for myself, you forget. Right. And then you're, you know, you know, the pick is made and then you're 
you're thumbing through Twitter or media, whatever social media platform you're on or whatever you're looking, and, and then there it is. It's like, oh, my God, that's J.D., man. He's our president. You'd, sometimes you got to get smacked in the head sometimes and remem- remember that. And and the timing for him to come in on this yeah, is, is it, fantastic. Yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely pretty cool um, that, that he is, you know, the president, you know, came in, and, and now all this sort of good luck is – is is happening and and it's working out for the team and and look he's done a great job in St. Louis and and then in Columbus so you know he has the pedigree uh, but like I said earlier you need a little luck with this stuff and and it, and it seems to be breaking the Rangers way and what I found extremely awesome and and where you could say maybe there's there's you know other things at play here is that uh, you know the last two years at the draft lotto Gordon had the Stephen McDonald shield with him um you know and they got the number two pick with Kako, and now they get the number one pick with a lot of this year so you know i really don't believe in that stuff but you know when you see that you know that he had the shield at the last two lottos and you see that the way you know, draft lottos and you see the way it works out you know that that's some that's some crazy stuff to go along with you know jd coming back and and, uh, you know, for Gordon to have that shield with him at both of those lottos and for it to work out with the Rangers is, is, is great stuff. I'll believe it, man. I'll love it. You know, uh, I mean, as a, as, a, as a guy growing up with this team, you know, especially through my 20s and stuff and 30s and McDonald and, and his, uh, not only his service, his story, and then his, his connection with the Rangers, it's magical. I'll take that any day. I think it's awesome. I think all of us as Ranger fans know that, you know. And um, I, I think it's just great. I mean, um, obviously, we wish he was still here with us and everything. But, um, you know, if that's a little bit of magic, we'll, we'll take it. You know, we'll take that for, for the Rangers and the organization and, and uh, you know, for, for, for hopefully, you know, some good times to come back around for this, uh, this city and uh, the organization, too, and, and for the fans. So, um, uh, like I said, I, I'll believe in it, man. I'm, I'm believing in that 100%. I love it, and I think it's fantastic. And I'm glad you brought that up, man. That was uh, some cool stuff. Yeah, hey, look, that that's why you have me on the show, right? To, yes. to make sure that I that I I, I take note of those things. And... I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, good stuff, man. I mean, look, if if you're a Ranger fan these days, I mean, you really, you know, other than the fact that they went out early, I mean, you really don't have much to complain about. I mean, this this is good stuff. Um, I mean, you could just feel it, even. Even in social media, which, you know, is the most negative place just in the history of, like, mankind, right? Like, right now. Like, you can't find a Ranger fan, you know, who's in a bad mood um, right now. Um, except for maybe my, my friend Scotty Hockey, but, you know, he's always in a bad mood. <laughs> hey, Scotty. Um, he's not listening <laughs> anyway, so. Yeah, I know. He says he doesn't <laughs> listen, so. But, um you know, it's just, uh, you know, everyone's positive, everyone's pumped, every, you know, everyone's excited for the rebuild and, and, uh, you know, the way things are going. Look, there's a couple of people don't think maybe Quinn's the guy who ultimately leads us there, which look, I, I, I think that, uh, you know, there's a, a definite argument to be made there, but, um, you know, it doesn't take away from, you know, uh, the excitement that everyone should have and, and, and the way, uh, you know, this organization is trending. And, and look, I, I can't say, I don't have enough, you know, positivity and superlatives here to, you know, 
to put out there for what I'm feeling for the organization. It's it's great stuff. Yes. Well, look, let's be honest too. It's 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 very rare and highly unlikely that you know uh, a young guy like Quinn is going to just take this team from scratch and then eventually win the Stanley Cup. I mean, it's been a long time since, you know, guys like Al Auburn and Scotty Bowman, the guys who have done that, you know, with with uh, being with the team from their inception and then going on to, you know, win not only one championship but multiple Stanley Cups. I mean, uh, the salad bowl in the NHL these days is, you know, uh, there's a lot of movement. So uh, lifespan of a coach is, uh, you know, is it three to five years maybe, and we'll see what happens, you know. I mean, you know, you even look at the Rangers story here over the last ten years, you know, from from Torts getting them close, you know, and um, him working with a lunch pail kind of guy. And I give the guy a lot of credit what he's doing with Columbus too, um, you know. And then and then Av comes in, and then he he takes what he had, and the, you know, the Rangers get a couple signings there, and. They catch a little magic and everything with uh, Monty St. Louis and everything, and, and then they get to the cup finals. Um, and then, like I said, then it just kind of turns around. Now you look at, you know, um, A.V. now with the Flyers, and the Flyers look really good in terms of him taking over that team that was kind of, you know, A.V. seems to be the guy that comes in and kind of, you know, he picks up what was being tinkered with, and he, you know, he's tightening the bolts there and putting the oil on the engine and, and getting them there. So uh, we'll see what happens. But yeah, I mean, again, with the Rangers, uh, this team, and Quinn, and everything else, it's something that we're all kind of, you know, going through. Uh, you know, I mean, Quinn, you know, the 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 franchise making that decision, going with a guy who doesn't have NHL experience. You know, and the reason they went that way is because a couple other teams were going that way too. And it seemed to be the kind of the norm. I don't know if that's really going to stick too much anymore. Um, but it's all back and forth. I mean, Toronto's situation, the, you know, the switch there. And, and then you can, uh, as far as young guys going out, Devils, Flyers, uh, you know. And then you guys got you got guys like, you know, DeBoer and, um, you know, now Ruff going back to the Devils. So there's a, still a mix of that. Those young coaches that are in there, you know, the guy cutting his teeth. Colorado's looking really well. I think Colorado and the Flyers right now are two teams – that you might want to watch the rest of the way here, too, as far as, you know, Colorado's got a team with a bunch of uh, high-round draft picks that they've been cultivating over the last few years. Joe Sackick there, too. And now these kids are kind of really, uh, they're getting it and they're going. Uh, the Flyers have had those kind of mixes the last couple of years, and they've got some good uh, veteran experience there, too, with uh, um, Giroux and everything else, and we'll see what happens there. But you know, you, then you look at Edmonton and you look at Toronto, and they can't get it going. They can't get over the hump. They can't. They can't get through the wall. And then you're seeing teams like Boston are starting. To, you know, they're getting old. They're getting aged. You know, putting a lot of miles on the skates. Uh, you know, there's so many great little different aspects that I think us as Ranger fans now can look at in terms of where we are. Have a little patience in terms of where we're going. You can look at the Chicago Blackhawks, what they went through with Quenville. You know, and the changes they're making, and actually they're playing pretty decent now. Uh, in the tournament too, and they've got a a mix of young veterans, you know, with Taze and Kane and stuff like that. And now Crawford, that guy's coming back; he's playing a little good. So it's weird if you just look at how, you know, take the COVID experience aside and and, and just watch what's going on on the ice right now and see what happens. Um, you know, that's a way for Ranger fans to kind of sit back and kind of can look at what kind of mix do the Rangers have, and you know, getting this uh, getting this pick. And and all the draft picks that we have going forward, we've got a, you know, a couple big guns, you know, signed. We got a little bit of cement we need to smooth over in between the nets and the defense there, and, and the third and fourth lines and stuff, and we'll get going. So 
we're in a good situation. But keep an eye on some of those, you know, especially Rado and say uh, Philly, and, uh, and 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 watch how those guys are doing because it's the same thing. They've accumulated a lot of picks. They kind of change the guard uh, in those places. Especially, I love Colorado. I can't stop talking about it enough. But um, you know that those are organizations that went through a lot of changes. So. The positive side is, is is looking how Colorado's playing and, and even Vegas, too, with the draft and so on and so forth. And then um, the bad side of it is, is you know, like Toronto's, you know, and Edmonton, some incredible stars on those teams, and they, they just can't get through the hump, you know. And they've tried different coaches. They've tried different staffs. They've got tons of money, and um, they can't get it done. And then, you you know, you take a team like Pittsburgh and Boston, and look what they've gone through the last 10 years. They've they've won and they've lost. They've won and they've lost. They found a way to come back. But they've had those core guys, you know, whether it's Crosby and, and Malkin in there and, and obviously some great goaltending and, and coaches with Sullivan and so on and so forth. But, you know, the Rangers can – they've got a nice little mix of, of, of everything else. And next season, or the you know, it might be sooner than that because, like you pointed out, Gordon's got these extra draft picks. Uh, Lafreniere coming in here too. Um, opens up the possibility, like I said, we're going to need another center. You know, all these different options that they have. So, yeah, J.D., break out the popcorn, a little bit of scotch, and and lay all that stuff on the table. And, you know, after this uh, tournament and the cup gets awarded and and we can start looking forward and and the NHL will give us a roadmap in terms of training camp and starts. And and, uh, they've proved to us that we can put a season together whether the fans come back or not. And I think we'll, we'll we'll be back to normal sooner than later as far as I'm concerned. As far as getting back to games and, and normal life here, um, that's you know my positive vibe. So, um, you know, I'll throw it back to you, KD. But I think, like I said, the Rangers are now definitely in a situation to just kind of chill, evaluate. Don't really have to push all the emergency buttons next season, um, and give K- Quinn a little space, give some of the other players a little space, bring in some of the other guys, work out the goaltending situation. And I think this will kind of all work nice. And then the following year, yeah, that's when we start breaking things. Yeah, I'm with you 100%. Um, I think that, uh, you know, I I mentioned it before. I, I could see where fans aren't 100% convinced that Quinn is ultimately going to be the coach. Um, that Nobody should think that. Team. Yeah, I, I, he could ultimately end up being sort of like the – like the Buck Walter of the Yankees, where he sort of like was the guy who who led them, you know, through it and and up until they won the championships, but they had to bring in Tory to but sort of get it he done. Hasn't, he hasn't won a he hasn't won a playoff spot yet. Yeah, so you know that could be it. I mean, they could, you know, look, he could he could be the guy who develops this team and gets them on the right path. But you know, if if maybe they have a couple of years of disappointments with him. You know, they may need to bring in, you know, not trots, but a trots-like guy, ready-made, playoff pedigree, you know, Stanley Cup pedigree, and say, look, you know, take this home for us. Um, so that could bring be... Bring back Iron Mike. <laughs> exactly. I mean, look, it could, be, it could be something along those lines. I mean, you know, there's a number of guys, you know, you mentioned like a guy like Laviolette or something like that, wherever he is, you know. And you may have to bring a guy like that in... No. In two no, to three no, years, if if you're saying, look, we appreciate what Quinn has done with the rebuild, but we don't think you're the guy to to take it, you know, drag us over the finish line. Um, so we're gonna have to bring in somebody who can. So, but you know, I love the like you said, I love the mix. 
you know, you got the you got the young guys, but you still have the veterans on the team, you know, and the Criders and the Panarins and um, Zabinijad. And uh, but you have all the youth um, enthusiasm, you know, this youthful enthusiasm coming in. And uh, they, it sounds like, um, you know, they all want to be a part of this and love being a part of this and where this team is going. And and look, once the Rangers do start winning, you know, I think you're going to have maybe a couple of, you know, veteran guys that you want to bring in as that final piece, you know, maybe on the fourth line or grind. like you mentioned, we need a little bit of that grinding presence, you know, who want to come here and be that sort of final piece if we're missing something like that. So, you know, I think veterans see that are watching the Rangers. Say, I want to be a part of that or free agents, you know, when the Rangers do have all this money um, in the in the 2021 offseason. Um, and saying I gotta get, I gotta be a part of that because they're gonna, they're not, a, they're not gonna win a cup. They're gonna win multiple cups, um, from what I'm seeing. And I want to be a part of that. So it, it, it's all good, man. It's all gravy. So um, just hope, hopefully we can get, uh, you know, next season started at some point. <laughs> <laughs> It'll happen, man. It's gonna happen. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not, not concerned about it. It would have to be some kind of. I don't even want to say it, national tragedy or something like that, but I think the NHL has figured this out, and I think they're going to be all right. And I think, um, you know, I mean, you look, you can just look at, if you just want to look at this one way, as far as where Canada is going in the Northeast, um, you know, if you do it right, you know, you can get it done. And, and hopefully uh, all the other, you know, the tough things going on as far as the economy and people getting to work here in the States, hopefully that will turn around. But as far as, you know, these sports industries, uh, you can, you know, we've, we've gone a little bit on, on all of them, NBA, baseball, and we still don't know what football's going to do. But we only care about the NHL. Uh, we only care about the Rangers. We only care about hockey. And I think, uh, you know, uh, tip of the hat to Bettman and all these organizations and the teams uh, to give us this opportunity not, you know, not only to, to, to get to watch hockey again, uh, but for me and you as Ranger fans and all the, even all of us who got knocked out in, in the uh, – qualifying rounds to just to talk about this and, and the, the way they figured out how to do the draft and obviously we're the biggest beneficiaries of the whole thing i'm grateful for it um and i think going forward it, it's going to be okay and uh we'll just sit back buddy and and we'll wait and i guess i guess me and you can really take a little break right now and um and just kind of savor this and, and we'll see what happens uh in terms of major stories with the rangers but um don't see anything like that happening for quite a while so we'll just uh we'll s- We'll hang out in the hot tub with some white, uh, some white clothes, not together, but you know, separately, <laughs> and uh, and just kind of take this in for the next couple of weeks as far as uh, the Rangers getting this pick and and the future looks bright, baby. What do you mean not together? Why why can't we hang out together? <laughs> social distancing is that what you're talking yes. about? It's primarily for social okay. distancing. Okay, that's okay. Yeah, hey, de- definitely some white claw. I mean, I, I you saw on Twitter, some guy asked how many white claws he needed to have for the episode. I said it's a ten claw episode. So <laughs> hopefully we lived up. Hopefully we lived up to the hype tonight. <laughs> nah, it's good stuff. So look, buddy. Yeah, any, look. Any, anything, anything else you want to touch on? Is there anything we missed, or um, you know, any any last kind of things you want to say about uh, the pick or anything else going forward? No, no. I, I look. The team is. You know, in this rebuild and now getting the number one pick, is, it's making it real easy for us on this podcast to have stuff to talk about. I tell you that. I mean, because, you know, 
again, if if they didn't get the number one pick, we we probably weren't doing a show tonight. Nah, and now we yeah, just you know on the couch, we, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, we just filled the, you know an hour of just you know a hundred percent positivity, you know, with this team and where we're going, and uh, you know, it's been it's been like that all year, even. Even, you know, through the, the three-game sweep against Carolina, you know, I, I, there was a lot of positives to take out of it with the young guys. And, um, you know, it, it, it's all good stuff. And, you know, I agree. I, I think that uh, Gary Bettman deserves a lot of credit. I know he gets, you know, a lot of crap from, from NHL fans. But, you know, to, to put this whole, you know, bubble experience together – um, in the middle of a pandemic, uh, you know, wasn't an easy thing to do. And, and so far it's working out to perfection, you know, knock on wood. And, uh, you know, I think I said two weeks ago, I, I really wasn't getting into it. You know, it didn't have that playoff feel, but I got to tell you, I was locked into that Columbus, uh, game last night. Um, you know, five overtimes or whatever it was. Um, you know, I, w- I was a hundred percent into it. Um, even the, uh, the Toronto Columbus series before that, um, you know, it, it's, it's all good stuff, you know, and, and, and it's working out. And like I said, even without the fans, without like the deafening sort of uh, soundtrack of the, of those fans, you know, in the back, in the back, and you could just sort of feel the intensity sort of being upped. And, and maybe it was just the first couple of games as everybody was sort of feeling each other out in this new environment. It, I just wasn't feeling it, but you know, like I said, that Columbus Toronto series was amazing. And, and that game with uh, Columbus and the Lightning was great. And obviously the Carolina Bruins game goes into overtime. You have the Islanders beating uh, the Capitals. Not that I enjoy that, but, um, you know, it, it, it's the NHL couldn't ask for anything more at this point. And then on top of that, you get, you know, an original 16 like the Rangers, you know, getting this number one overall pick. And, you know, a little bit of controversy involved with it. I'm sure the NHL loves the fact that that guy dropped the ball into the thing and it led to this conspiracy stuff because that's all everybody's talking about, you know. So they, they probably give that guy a raise for dropping the ball because, uh, you know, what it, you know the conversations that it sort of led to these days and, and it turned that draft lotto into a, maybe a little bit of a bigger story um, than it should have been. So... You know, it's really all worked out in, in the middle of just an awful, terrible situation um, that, you know, everybody is dealing with one way or another. Um, you know, the, the NHL has come through here um, and it's really working out. It's exciting. It's I think we as fans, Americans, you know, I, you know, Canadians, whatever you want to say, we needed this um, dealing with the pandemic. We've all been sitting at home, not going out the way we used to and. Um, just giving us this sort of distraction and being able to celebrate and, um, it's all, it's all good. It absolutely is. I don't know who you are. I mean, you you told me you don't watch anybody else and you just rambled off like all the series. (laughs) I'm actually kind of blown away. I'm like, do I got the right guy on the show with me tonight? (laughs) I know. Well, that's it. I mean, it's taken a pandemic to get me into watching, you know, all the games again. And all the players, because I got nothing else. I've, I've literally watched like every show on Netflix and HBO Go and, you know, Disney Plus or whatever the heck it's called, you know. So I, I'm now just into, you know, and I can't watch the Mets. Goodness gracious, they're the worst. <laughs> so, you know, I'm now watching, you know, last night I'm like sitting there like on my on, on my back deck. I got my phone 
you know, on and I was watching every period of the Columbus Lightning game going crazy, you know, and, and, you know, we're Torch fans. So I'm, I know Columbus is one of our rivals, but I'll always root for Torch no matter, you know, what team he's coaching. But, but you're watching him and I tweeted this out last night. You're watching him leaning on Seth Jones, the way he used to lean on McDonough, you know, in overtimes, the playoffs and, and while they're facing, you know, an aging McDonough was, was pretty cool, uh, you know, to see. So, you know, it's a, a lot of storylines in that series, you know, for Ranger fans, you know, with Torch, with McDonough. Um, so that's, a to me, a fun series to watch. Columbus is a team I've been really watching more than the other teams. I mean, I refuse to watch any Island games. It's a great games, story, but, man. Yeah. yeah um, and, you know, Torch, you know, you always – I saw a couple of players saying – I forgot who the ex – player was tweeted something else that he wished he had had an opportunity to play for torts you know in his career so you know he seems like he's the he's another guy a perfect guy to bring in for you know a rebuild because it seems like the young players really um play for him and and are willing to sort of run through the wall uh you know for him he may not be a guy who does well with a veteran team um you know we saw that when he went to vancouver um, but you stick him with a young rebuilding team and, and, and he's going to have them, you know, headed in the right direction. So, you know, I'm, again, I, I love what he did, um, you know, for the Rangers when he was here, that, um, what was it? The 2012 team that lost in the conference finals to the devils is, you know, to this day, one of my all time favorite Ranger teams, um, you know, and they went through the whole, you know, uh, HBO series, the behind the scenes with the winter classic and, and everything against the flyers. And, and that was just amazing stuff. So torch will always have a place in my heart. Um, so I am, you know, uh, silently rooting, I guess not silently since I just went off on a tangent about how I'm rooting for Columbus, but, um, you know, rooting for Columbus to, to make a little noise here in the playoffs, just so I could, I think torch being in the playoffs is always a good thing just for the NHL, because he's such a personality, and the NHL is, you know, devoid of a, of a lot of personality, you know. So to have a guy like Torts in there, I think I think helps the NHL brand, um, and and which is, you know, you have baseball, you have football, and you have the NBA, and then you know further down the road is hockey as far as popularity goes. So you know, I think a guy like Torts, you know, brings a little bit of that popularity there, brings in the audience. Um, so it, it's always good to have him in the playoffs. (laughs) Yeah, I agree with you, but I'll also, if Tampa doesn't win that series, none of those players and Cooper, they're not going to be allowed back in, in Florida. (laughs) Ever again. (laughs) Well, I don't know if they can go back there now. Anyway, they probably (laughs) (laughs) don't want to go back. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Well, hopefully talks, like I said, he'll, they won't go down easy and, uh, I wish him Godspeed and, and, and much troubles and can, can cause I'm all for it. So yeah, but it's great, man. Look, we, like I said, we get to watch, we get to hang out and as Ranger fans. Now we can watch these games with a huge smile on our faces, baby. Cause Alexei is coming to town, man. So it's all good. Brush up on your, uh, French Canadian there, KD over the summer. All right, buddy. <laughs> Getting on it. Actually. I took that was that was the subject I took in high school, so I'm very uh, proficient in French. Yeah, right. Wee wee. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. 
All right, everybody, we are going to take uh, – we'll take a couple weeks off uh, unless the Rangers trade Lundqvist and Buchnevich and stall uh, Pittsburgh <laughs> for Crosby or something like that. We'll, we'll come back. Uh, but uh, we'll be on Twitter. Follow us everywhere at Echo Rangers Radio, and you'll find me and Katie's uh, personal uh, Twitter handles on there. And, again, we can't thank you guys enough for supporting us through this whole thing and continue to download and, and listen to the show and, and hit us up. And uh, we really do appreciate it. So we'll be on Twitter. We'll be online. Uh, and like I said, we'll take a little break here, enjoy the rest of the summer with our families, and then we'll go back to it uh, as soon as the stories start happening again. So, everybody, thanks again for listening. And, KD, as always, say goodbye to the folks. Bye, folks. Thank you so much, as always. Let's go, Rager!